welcome to the Salty Yarns podcast. Peninsula Surf Sisters is a community group founded in 2021 on Bunurong, Bunwarung country, the Mornington Peninsula, Victoria, Australia. The Surf Sisters provide an opportunity for the local women's surf community to connect, uplift, empower and support each other. Beyond and more than that, Peninsula Surf Sisters represents a global movement of women entering the water and bringing balance and feminine wisdom into surf culture. Salty Yarns was founded by Peninsula Surf Sisters in 2022 to share the wisdom of the sisters in our surf community. We unpack challenges, the joy, connections, shared experiences and more in a relaxed, informal setting. Fondly referred to as a women's circle for surfing, these events were a space to share conversations that as far as we knew weren't happening in public spaces and we wished they were. Thus, the birth of this podcast. So I'm Jess. And I'm Xanthi. And we're here to weave and guide conversations that ebb and flow around being women who surf. To share the stoke and bring you great salty yarns. Thank you for being here. We look look forward forward to sharing sharing the journey journey with with you. Headphones on, mic on. Woo, we're here. <laughs> oh my god, we're here, Zanth. <laughs> this is pretty exciting. And you can't hear, but Chris is in the room with us. Chris is in the room with us, overseeing us, making sure we're not burning the studio down. <laughs> She's a bit worried about us first-time podcasters because we did come in saying, we're just going to flow with these conversations and, you know, like we've got all this inspiration, but we don't have, you know, an exact schedule or plan. But that is the um, the way that Surf Sisters has rolled. It's all come from like organic inspiration. So well, it's also the way of the ocean. The ocean totally. ebbs and flows, and everyone who's ever used a weather forecasting app to try to discover the right time to go surfing will learn that uh, it doesn't matter how many apps you look at, you get up, you turn off the surf. <laughs> and things just may or may not have gone to plan. Correct. Correct. <laughs> So it's not that we don't have like a plan at all. We kind of know it's like offshore and there's a bit of swell, but we're not exactly sure like exactly what waves we're going to surf at exactly what time. Yeah, we've got a couple of boards in the car. We've got some great people around us and (laughs) we're going to go out into the break and introduce this podcast to the world and hopefully we'll bring you some great salty yarns Mm. and share some of the really great things happening around the surf community Mm. and Peninsula Surf Sisters. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so this podcast basically, um, just to give you guys a little bit of a backstory um, before the episode – came into being quite organically as um, as a result of the success of our Salty Yarn series last year uh, and realising that these conversations that were happening in these small rooms weren't reaching enough people. And this podcast is here as a, a gift from um, an offering from our hearts to yours as an active service for the community of like, what do you guys want to hear? What do you guys, as female surfers, what do you guys want to hear? What do you guys want to unpack? Yeah. I think about it. When you get out of the ocean, you've just had a really great surf, but maybe you've got some questions in the back of your mind. Perhaps you're leaning against the hood of a car with someone and you're having that yarn in the car park, the car mm. park convo. Mm-hmm. Um, and what are the questions that come to mind? What are the inspiring stories? What are the funny stories? Um, we'd love to share those sorts of things with you. 
yarning style. Absolutely. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very, very special Peninsula Surf Sisters Salty Yarns podcast. I have with me today the lovely co-founders of Peninsula Surf Sisters, Layla Bulmer, Sarah Wynott and Jess McLeish. And we're here to share the story of Peninsula Surf Sisters. Jess, do you want to start us off? (laughs) I want to start us off first by saying thank you, Xanthi Rivet, for that beautiful introduction. (laughs) It's so exciting to be sitting here in this room with you guys and thinking about... um, Just the magic that is Peninsula Surf Sisters. So for anyone out there listening who doesn't know what Peninsula Surf Sisters is, basically um, 2021, there was a little bit of an uprising within the community of um, quite a few different small groups of women realising that all of the women that surf the peninsula weren't connected. Um, That was a bit of a thread running through the whole community and a few of us got together um, which you'll hear the story of today how that sort of came to be and thought we need a space for us all to connect and when that happened it was incredible just how many women were out there that were surfing the peninsula that weren't connected to each other so Peninsula Surf Sisters is a community organization a grassroots community organization which was founded with the intention of having a space for the women to connect with the values of supporting, uplifting um, and empowering each other on our journey into the water. Fantastic. Thank you, Jess. And the Peninsula Surf Sisters is here on the Moynton Peninsula, which is Bunurong Bunurong country. And um, one of the co-founders, Sarah, she was um, one of the original people that came up with a bit of a spark as this kind of opportunity arose to connect women surfers. Do you want to talk about that spark? Sure. Well, prior to Peninsula Surf Sisters birthing, (laughs) um, I was involved with the Mornington Peninsula Surfing Mums uh, and we had a really beautiful supporting community of mums helping each other get out in the water. We'd watch each other's kids and take turns surfing and watching the kids and we forged really beautiful relationships through that, through supporting each other to get into the water and... I used to be out surfing sometimes without the kids and whatnot and I'd see people like Layla and Sasha out in the water and I was like, these other amazing women, I wish that they could be part of the um, surfing mums um, because we have such a great network and, yeah, just didn't feel fair that they couldn't be part of it. So that was my initial spark was to create the Facebook group and try and create a broader network and a broader community that encompassed all women um, and yeah it was welcoming for all so that was sort of the initial spark. I think that theme of support and connection has really wrapped itself around the Peninsula Surf Sisters and is a really key part of the community today and for me I know that sitting around this table I knew Jess before Peninsula Surf Sisters from seeing each other out in the break but I didn't know either yourself Sarah or Layla mm-hmm. um, it's been beautiful to connect with so many women, um, both through Peninsula Surf Sisters and then also being able to recognise each other in the car park and out in the break, and that's been really special. Mm. 
Layla, you are a beautiful artist and you create these lovely feminine artworks of women surfing and that's been a big part of the identity and creation of Peninsula Surf Sisters. Do you want to talk to that a little bit? Yes, sure. Um, yes, well, it was a dream come true really to um, create work for a create art for a surf community. I'd kind of been thinking that I wanted to do that um, for a long time and I always had in my head that it would be like a big surf brand or um, I don't know you know the way you don't quite know you have an idea but you don't quite know how it's gonna come to fruition and um, yeah the Surf Sisters has really um, kind of created that space for me where I can have a lot of fun with my art um, that's like the surf art side of what I do is really kind of joyful and um, fun, I suppose, like how, um, how what like surfing brings to me and my life as well. So, yeah, it's been um, beautiful kind of finding out at the time that Sarah asked me, let me know that Jess and you were talking, Sarah, about this community and... Um, I think I said yes straight away. I was in. I was like, no what? No way. Like, what? Really? Definitely, I'm there. And, yeah, it's been so beautiful. Um, like, having that, the whole community's support of, an, of my work, really. And, um, yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. Mm. And I think the word I kept hearing there was fun, which yeah. is certainly something we have a lot of out in the water. Uh, we've just come off a beautiful weekend of some very nice autumn swell mm. <laughs> and I just as smiles on everyone's faces, <laughs> both car parks on the brakes has been amazing. And one of the things that um, when I first heard of Peninsula Surf Sisters, I remember seeing Jess and saying, so, you know, I'm a sup surfer, I'm female, you know, but I'm a sup surfer. And Jess saying Peninsula Surfaces was definitely not Bordist. It was all about <laughs> forging those connections and being together in the spirit of fun. Do you want to talk about that a little bit, Jess? Because I think you talk about it so beautifully. Uh, thank you. I just cracked up when you said not Bordist because, yeah. And then apparently that's a quote from my dear husband, Bordist. Love that. Um, Perry may not even remember that. That was a little while ago. It's just more of Perry's gold. <laughs> That's another beautiful thing, actually. I'm not going to go off on too much of a tangent, but just how um, yeah involved and supportive the male surf community has mm. been of Surf Sisters because we're not about like, oh, we're the girls, we're going to come and take over. We're just like, no, we're just going to find our space in this and bring our essence into surf community. So, yeah, we're not borderist, we're not sexist, we're, we're very a very inclusive organisation and that's a very strong value of ours. So, yeah, I remember saying that to you, Xanth. It was like no like you're a surfer like your heart is connected to the ocean that's all it needs to be to be part of Peninsula Surf Sisters and it's actually interesting um, how many people engage with our events and with our platforms that actually like we have had many along at events that have said I don't actually surf yet but I really want to and so that's really important to create the space where you don't have to be um, any level of experience, writing any particular craft, any, um, you know, I'm saying in inverted commas, it doesn't matter how good you are, none of that matters. It's just that your heart is connected to surfing and to the ocean. 
so yeah, you are so like so deeply entrenched in the women's surf community down here. It just flabbergasted me that you would have even questioned being included. Mm-hmm. So I was glad that that brought that point up because yeah, we want everyone to know like all are welcome. Yes, <laughs> yeah. there's no way to um, be a surf sister. You are just by being in the water. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Body surfing, even. Or, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that experience of ocean and waves and um, just being out there on the break is so special. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you wanted to add, Sarah? Because I know that connection and bringing people in together was such a big part of. Um, yeah. And I think that feeling like that fire in me continued to burn as. Um, the community grew, like the the numbers of women that just poured into the Facebook group. Um, And then the voice of those women was, we were hearing a lot of um, beginners and a lot of women that wanted to get into the water but were really nervous or there was that, you know, that feels like a masculine place or it's a really intimidating environment. Um, So... Yeah, we felt really inspired, I think, to create a space where they felt safe and encouraged and they'd get out there and they'd see another woman in the water with a smile and say, hey, are you a surf sister? (laughs) Have you heard of this group? Um, So, yeah, that was a real motivation to continue to reach out and have an impact on those women, that to to actually get them into the water, get their toes into the water and and have that, the healing benefits of um, being in the ocean and finding their joy again I guess through through wave riding um yeah and just wanted to make the point too that it's all ages as well Mm. sometimes Mm. we heard from the older women in the community oh yeah that's a great group for the younger girls and Mm. we're like hold on a minute no you're a really important part of this community um you know it's it's really inclusive of of the youth right through to our um older shredders Mm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. so true. And I think about one of the first events I think the Peninsula Surf Sisters held was at the cinema in Sorrento. Was that right? That was the very first, yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, up on the stage speaking was Jan, who is mm. um, an inspirational female surfer in the community. Um, and she was, you know, she's one of the people that just is such a wonderful share of wisdom um, out on the surf breaks and encouraging everyone to get out there and enjoy the waves, which is really special. Mm. What were some of the funny highlights or challenges that you can think of that um, happened along the way for Peninsula Surf Sisters that really kind of inspired you guys or challenged you guys through the story and the start? I had a challenge Mm. that came to mind. Um, I think we came together with such enthusiasm and energy and so many ideas um the challenge for us was having time and space to actually do all these wonderful Mm. things that we wanted to do for the community and so that was probably a difficult one to overcome and probably still is Mm. Mm. yeah that's true i mean i've seen through the journey of peninsula services more people kind of step up and help you to do the different elements it takes to keep a community running and i know that you guys are continuing to encourage more people to kind of help build and grow the community um so that's a really good point there's that opportunity for people to be involved isn't there oh my god absolutely like this community wouldn't exist if it wasn't for people just putting their hand up and going all right i'll help like and actually personally speaking says i remember that conversation you and i had in the car park 
um, car park combos. Car park combos. <laughs> <laughs> and you Come said on. to me, oh, I want to bring all the women of the peninsula together and do this big surf event, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, wow. And I literally heard myself say, I'll help you with that. Mm-hmm. And I drove away from that conversation, just had this really like, really questioning like, why did I say that? I'm not a good enough surfer to do that. I'm not part of the community enough. Like I had all these like negative kind of voices in my head and I eventually worked through all of that and I went, well, for a start, like if your heart is there wanting to help, like, and you know, if that just came out of your mouth, like it was obviously some sort of a higher, (laughs) higher part of yourself speaking, not your part of yourself that doubts yourself or whatever, like it was really interesting to me that that was such a thing I had to overcome to even put my hand up to help and I don't know I just thought that was worth speaking to in case anybody out there feels like they're you know some form of not enough to help us like mm-hmm. we like <laughs> we I would beg people to come and help us like yeah. with the, there's so much um, talent and passion and everybody has so many unique gifts within this huge community that we have that, you know, the more the merrier, like everybody has something special that they can contribute and we welcome you and your gifts into, you know, helping us keep this community alive because it's not – it's it's your community. Like it's not just um, – I'm probably rambling but I feel very passionately about this <laughs> that it's like this is our community, like this is our space to build for ourselves. So, yeah, please – yeah. Please reach out. <laughs> it's a big collective Absolutely. effort. And I want to say and acknowledge um, the three of you um, because I know how much I've gained um, from connecting with other women surf, surf, surf sisters on the peninsula through the Peninsula Surf mm. Sisters. And um, we see that continuing to happen and the kind of ripples going outwards um, from what you've started. And you guys have put a significant amount of time into growing that and fostering that so and creating that beautiful spirit and connection so thank you very much for everything that you guys have done. That's really special. Thank you. It thank you. Also wouldn't be Peninsula Surfers as of each of you weren't surfers. So Layla, how did you get into surfing mm. and why? And why? So I did not grow up near the beach, near the ocean. I grew up in Ireland in on a farm and... My dad is from Australia and he always would talk about surf trips and he, um, we moved to Ireland when I was quite young, so, (coughs) excuse me, (laughs) Um, so yeah, I kind of had this like image or like these like dreams, like through dad's stories and stuff about what Australia was like and what it must be like to live in Australia. You know, this kind of, uh, I think we can all picture it. (laughs) 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 Not exactly what Victoria is like. But um, yes, so that was kind of where my um, kind of the idea came to me. I was like, you know, Ireland sucks, school sucks, college sucks. It doesn't, it didn't, it wasn't that bad. But you know, when you're from the place, you're like, I got to get out of here. (laughs) So I came to Australia and lived in the city for a while, which was a terrible idea. Finally made my way down to the peninsula. Um, And yeah, started surfing. I lived in Tukaruk for a while and I would drive over to Crunchy Point and absolutely like 
hate the drive over I'd just be like in my head like what am I doing I don't know what I'm doing I can't even surf da 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 but I knew the feeling after like it was just like this addiction to the feeling afterwards um but yeah I just couldn't um couldn't not go back and it took me I felt like it took me so long to learn how to surf like I'd begun when I was properly started when I was about 24 25 and yeah very slow <laughs> progression but um that's how I began at crunchies um and yeah because because I wanted to I felt like I wanted to I didn't know my dad for a long time in when I was young as well I knew him but he wasn't in my life so it was that connection probably that I was looking for that's beautiful mm. thank you for sharing <laughs> and you know so many surfers you hear that you know, how long is it going to take me till I can mm. actually surf? Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. And it's wonderful when, you know, the questioning comes up in the community and you see all the supportive comments and yeah. conversations mm. flood in, um, you know, like just, you know, encouraging people to just keep going. There. Just paddle around. Just, mm. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anything. And, and when you need to, just paddle over and take a break and sit there and be with the ocean because yeah. that's mm. a really important part of surfing mm. too. So... Jess, do you want to share your story of how and why you got into surfing? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, so as you know, Xanthi, I started off surfing on a SARP. And like I'd played around in the ocean when I was a kid with my dad boogie boarding on holidays. And I remember <laughs> I remember feeling stoked back then. Like I'd get like a bit of whitewash and I'd be like, oh, that was so good. What a rush. I'm going to do that again, dad. We're not going in yet. So <laughs> I'd already felt that feeling and just kind of played around here or there on a holiday. But I'd, I'd had a lot of um, – I'd had a massive breakdown, actually, to be completely transparent, where I'd um, had adrenal fatigue and had a yeah, complete and utter breakdown and was working in a really heavy job at the time too. And at that time, I just was so focused on my own healing um, that I started to just get pulled to the ocean. And I went and bought a stand-up paddleboard to just flat water paddle in the ocean near my house. And then one day I took that down to Pines and I was out there for like <laughs> like two hours by myself as the sun was rising just trying to catch a wave. And then, yeah, somebody that I knew from Disabled Surfers came out and it was he and I, the only people on the water. And he said to me, and it's so interesting thinking about this, that like if this hadn't happened, that this may have changed the whole um, pathway for me. But he said to me, are you trying to catch a wave? Just move over there a bit and sit over there and you'll get a wave. And I was like, oh, cool, thanks. And I literally got a wave straight away and I remember it was so, so small, but just that feeling of gliding across the water and, like, I felt like I'd really earned that wave as well. Um, And I was just completely hooked at that time. Um, I was also going through some – I'd had a long-term addiction – with smoking weed and I was on my way out of that and that was something that I um like surfing was the thing that was the final piece in my recovery with that as well so yeah it was a very healing um very organic path in my own healing and I spent uh three and a bit years on the sup I also had a back injury so I never thought I'd be able to surf so I was just like healing myself rehabbing my back doing lots of pilates um getting out on the water on the sup And then when um, we went to Hawaii in 2019 and I couldn't hire us up, I got on to a board and I was just like, 
oh my God, like I just, I loved the feeling of not having a paddle in my hands and I loved the feeling I felt um, on a sup, I felt like I was like on the water, but Mm. on a board, I felt like I was more connected to the energy of the wave and then, yeah, just never looked back on the surfboard after that trip. So, yeah, and it's funny because my husband surfs and he, like, it's it's really interesting because I used to sit there and watch women on the beach while, and I'd watch him surf and I'd look at these women and be like, oh, they're so amazing. And I thought I could never do it. But if he'd tried to teach me or I'd tried to come into it to do that with him, it like it had to come from my own journey. So, yeah, it was a very powerful journey for me. So <laughs> Yeah, that's amazing. Um, and I do remember, you know, some of those early days of stop surfing with you. And <laughs> on that, that giant 10-foot sub that was yeah. not a surf sub. <laughs> I was on an 11-foot, which was like 200 litres yeah. at the time, you know. Yeah. We were like learning and sharing the stoke at the same time and just like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's been fantastic. Thank you. And Sarah? So I started out on the um, esky lid as well as a kid. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's what I was imagining, you know, in Ireland. I was like, yeah, they just surf everything over there. And there's kangaroos hopping down the beach. It literally happened in Shoreham a couple of years ago. Yeah, (laughs) that's right. Yeah. 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 I think they had Australia. (laughs) (laughs) So I was introduced to surfing uh, by my stepdad, um, who has passed away now. It was almost 20 years ago. Um, but we used to surf together as kids, me and um, my step-siblings, and, um, yeah, we got onto the body boards first, and we spent a bit of time doing that, and then one year we were down holidaying at Barwon Heads, and my step-uncle Ian's brother, Gary Duval, who taught for many years at Peninsula Grammar, I think it is, Peninsula School, yeah, some Mm. listeners might know him, um... He brought some extra boards down and some Mel's long boards. Uh, so I jumped on one of those and had a go and I just remember nosedive after nosedive and being terrified <laughs> at how long the board was and how much I couldn't handle it. Uh, and this is uh, this was about 97, so quite a few years ago. Uh, and um, eventually I, I kept at that for a little bit and then one time Gary called me up and he's like, hey, I've got a, a board. Um, that you can have it's a short board so it'd be challenging but you can you can have it if you want and I was so stoked it was an old uh, thruster had glassed on fins uh, and it was my special little rocket and <laughs> I'd take that down to um, Ocean Grove a lot at the start um, on holidays and I'd just try to stand up on it and I'd just be paddling catch the wave on my belly stand up and plop Mm. every time and just plop (laughs) plop 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 into the ocean I did not get up on it for ages um and eventually I got onto a wave and I somehow got up got to my feet in the right position and I was riding along that green face and that feeling of just that clean wave and sort of carving along it was literally like maybe three inches big the way (laughs) (laughs) how special is that when you first doesn't matter does it yeah it was so good and then my surfing journey took me to crunchies as well Mm. and um that's where I surfed back home when we were here and I'd be always hassling my stepdad to take me along and again I struggled a lot 
to learn to surf at that break. I'd sort of got the hang of it at Ocean Grove, but then you get into mm. the Western Port reefy waves and they break and then they go fad and they disappear and you've got to know where to sit. Um, and, yeah, I just got up and plopped off it for another year. I think it took a year before I could stand up consistently on that board. So, yeah, it's, it was a gruelling entry and I was little and light and it was probably easier for me back then, but... That was um, my start, and yeah, just never. I never stopped. I've had a lot of gaps from it, but yeah, it's um, it gives me so much. So I love it so much. Surfing, <laughs> it's my everything. Mm. Mm. I love it. I love the diversity of the stories. So there's so many different ways to find your way into the water, which is really nice. Jess, are you asking whether I should share my story? No, I'm pointing at you saying, can we hear your story? Because your story is really good. I've heard it before and we would like to hear your story, please, Anthe. Ah, well, I've always grown up connected to the water. I was very lucky. Um, we moved out here from England so uh, when I was very young. And um, the first thing my father did was bought a boat and then... Um, go through all the misadventures of having boats and learning your way into that. And mm. um, through that, I was very lucky to connect with the water early on and have that relationship. When I was living up in Cairns, I had the opportunity... I, I, you know, a friend introduced me to stand-up paddleboarding on holiday. I went back up to Cairns. I was like, oh, all right, well, we'll just find the cheapest stand-up paddleboard I can here. And there only happened to be one that was listed on Gumtree. Mm. And so I bought that one. It happened to be a surf's up. I kind of didn't really know, but I think I knew a little bit. Um, <laughs> but, of course, Kansas got no surf. <laughs> <laughs> but there is a lot of people that really love surfing in Cairns. Mm. And so there's, there's a little bit of desperation. So people will go and surf Cyclone Swell. And one of the people up there that um, had created a bit of a community around stand-up paddleboarding in the early days of SUP was um, had found that on an outgoing tide, when it's blowing 25 knots in the southwest, <laughs> you can go and find this tiny little wave in Yorkie's Knob Creek Mouth. And Yorkie's Knob Creek Mouth, yes, it does have crocodiles in it. Mm. Um, <laughs> but um, we'd be out there and he'd be trying to teach us how to surf these ridiculous waves that weren't really waves. Oh and, God. you know, you did need that 11-foot, 200-litre sup. Um, and your ability to get back on those boards after you fell off, yeah, which you, of course, say, you did a lot when you're learning. So everyone, everyone does the plop and the flop and the splat and the... <laughs> so I was really good at getting back on that <laughs> Did the crocodiles help you get quicker at that? <laughs> the thought of the crocodiles, yeah. it was like, you tell yourself, like, how unlucky would you be to fall in the patch of water where the crocodile's happening to be? Mm. Um, but at the mm. same time, you know, you just... It's such a good opportunity mm. to go and get a little bit of a, 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 you know, just to get that introduction to that thrill and the fun of surfing. Mm. So when I moved back down to the Moynton Peninsula and, you know, there's real waves, um, it was fun to um, go out and try it. And I still got back on my board very quickly for a long time because I still mm. had it kind of like trained in. Mm. <laughs> and everyone's like, but you had crocodiles. And I'm like, yeah, but you guys have got rocks rocks are hard like, <laughs> <laughs> there's different things down there so but yeah so it's been really lovely um learning to surf down here and to get to know you know transitioning from spending a lot of time underwater um as a diver and um underwater photographer to then you know learn to be on the water and to connect with the water in that really different way mm. um and then the culture of the community that comes with surfing which is so beautiful like it's very rare that you paddle out 
that you're not connecting with people in the water, which is really special. Mm. And, mm. you know, the Peninsula Surf Sisters has certainly helped to further that and especially um, bring together the community of um, women that surf and people that identify as women that surf around the peninsula to give them a place to kind of share stories, seek wisdom, get advice, mm. um, meet other people um, and create those connections. And mm. you guys created that. Mm-hmm. So thank you. Well, it's like it actually created itself through us. Like it, it would have been, it was like it was so ready to happen that mm. the first per- people that did anything that it was just going to explode. And really interestingly, around the same time, like I haven't counted, but I know that of at least like there's probably 50 plus groups like ours around the country, like grassroots community organisations. Like I think where um, the movement of, you know, women in surfing is at this time, it was just like this massive energy that was coming through surfing on a on a global scale in the sense that there's a whole lot more focus on equity and equality in competitive sport and at the, you know, level of the WSL and that kind of stuff. Um, but it's coming all the way down to local communities and, yeah, it was – if it wasn't us, it was going to be somebody yeah. else. Like, it was just so time. Yeah. 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 So I think we were guided by this greater, um, pardon the pun, wave of energy <laughs> that was moving through <laughs> women surfing. So, yeah. and women's sport in general, I think, too. Mm. I think um, Surfing Australia published some numbers a year or two ago that there's more women than men that were beginning surfing. Yeah, mm. yeah so the the table had flipped a bit and, mm. yeah, there's more women coming into it. Mm. Yeah, it's true. And it's one of the wonderful things I think about Peninsula Surf Sisters is around surfing, a lot of the things that bring people together are actually competitions mm. the, and mm. that, that can be seen across sport in general, I think. Mm. Whereas Peninsula Surf Sisters is a way for people to gather and connect around that shared love of surfing in the water mm. um, without any of the competitive element to it. It's just about sharing wisdom, helping people grow mm. and feel their way into the water, which is really special and lovely. Mm. And, um, and it's, I think it's really changed the vibe in yes, general in the water totally. and oh, in the time. surf community. Like, yeah, I remember years ago you paddle out and it, it felt intimidating and it felt competitive and I would see women but I would be too scared to talk to them or, you know, most of the time it was mostly men in the water. But, yeah, there was this you just put your head down and you surf and and that's it really um and yeah over the last two years it's shifted immensely um there's a lots of smiles there's a lots of open energy there's lots Mm. of hooting there's lots of yeah sharing the stoke and support and it's with everyone it's it's Mm. women it's men it's older guys it's younger it's every everyone Mm. it's really wonderful yeah it is lovely Mm. i think that um, energy on the break and the culture of different breaks we've talked about at different times mm. um, and when you get one of those breaks where there's a lot of sharing and respect and woohoos <laughs> 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 it's always really really lovely uh, the surf sisters obviously has changed and evolved a little bit um, over the years mm-hmm. uh, last year you guys started the salty yarns mm. do you want to talk about that a little bit Everyone's looking at me. <laughs> I'd love to talk about that because it's such a special thing. So um, we have our beautiful Sasha Guggenheimer who has recently just had a beautiful little baby, which is um, 
she poured so much energy into founding Salty Yarns last year and um, we are just forever grateful to our beautiful Sash because it's such a special offering. Um, what I mean, what Salty Yarns is, is a space for women to share their wisdom in conversation, like in a, you know, casual, um, cosy environment, pretty much call it like a women's circle for surfing basically (laughs) where we would get together and we'd have a topic for the evening and a speaker um, and draw on the experience within the community and what we were hearing that the community wanted to learn more about or have an opportunity to unpack shared experiences with each other Um, and yeah we ran a series of six of these evening yarns last year Uh, There was, I'll tell you all of them, so there was forecasting with Janine Willis, Uh, we had Tina Ballon doing how to get more waves and surf etiquette, Um, I did one on embodiment, empowerment and confidence in the water, Lay, yours was um, surf, tell me the title of yours so I don't get it wrong. I'm not actually sure what it was, (laughs) (laughs) but it was, hmm, it was around, I don't know, we probably had a really smart witty title but um basically it was about creativity and um bringing in so I guided a life drawing class but as well it was about vulnerability and uh, feminine energy and we all shared in that one about like um yeah there's a lot of uh, stuff about like body image around Mm. surfing and um, how that can hold us back in some ways and yeah I don't remember the title though (laughs) that's all right that was a beautiful description because yeah yeah, it was a very powerful evening Mm. your yarn Uh, we also had the um, Hannah and V from Trigger Sisters who are I believe the first um, board shaping duo in Australia or female board shaping duo absolute legends (laughs) Um, they and the Trigger Brothers facilitated an evening for us teaching us all about um, boards, shapes, all those kind of technical things and also teaching us how to do ding repairs. So that was a really special one. And Not that any of us ever ding a board. <laughs> no, no, never. We never need to do that. <laughs> and then Xanthu and Jan Dunton, um, pr- our previously mentioned godmother, I'm going to call her the godmother because yeah. <laughs> she is our godmother. Um, had Yours was just incredible about the joy of surfing where mm. we unpacked like what, why do we surf? And I remember that was so beautiful in yours when you prompted us all to share with each other a joyful memory, like a memory that stood out to all of us. And we're all describing these like memories to each other about these special times in surfing. And it really helped to connect us with those moments about why it is that we do it. So, yeah, Salty Yarns was um, an absolutely magical space. And I remember at one point we realised when we were having conversations in those in that room at the Revillaging Project um, about things we face as female surfers, we were like, these conversations aren't happening. Like, they, they are not – like, they're happening. Like, we wouldn't be the only women in the world talking about the things we're talking about. But they're not happening in public spaces – there's nowhere that you can access these kind of conversations. And then we were looking around the room and feeling the energy of these like, you know, 20 to 30 women in the room going, we're in something magical here. But like, how can we make it so that more people have access to these conversations as well? And um, 
in the the transition of Sasha handing over salty yarns when she was heavily pregnant, um, we realise that some of the conversations and the events that we have need to be in person because they're things where you're going to be looking at diagrams or looking at equipment or, you know, those kind of really tangible things. But a lot of the hot conversations we have are, um, you know, about things that are more conceptual or more, um, you know, emotive or motivational come under that kind of a banner and that they can happen in a space like this and then be accessible to women anywhere. So Salty Yarns is really, um, I think it was created and I hope that Sasha's happy with <laughs> this explanation, but I think it was created as an act of service for women and a place to celebrate the wisdom that exists in our community and it's just taken on a life of its own, mm-hmm. really, so... Yeah, thus this is how the podcast got born. Yeah, yeah car park convo to podcast. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, some really special uh, events last year, which were definitely, there was a lot of magic. And mm. one of the things I recall from holding that uh, session on joy mm. was just, I mean, as soon as I said it, every single person in the room, their face just lit mm. up as they connected oh, with it because yeah. there is so much joy around yeah. surfing. Yeah. Um, and it was just, it, you know, it, some things you might ask that and it, people would be, like, struggling to find the joy in it. But with surfing, it was like everyone was instantly there. They were, like, mm. in that moment, which yes. is what surfing brings out so much of. And I think mm. the feminine, not necessarily women or men, but feminine has... Um, can connect to that energy a little bit more easily. Like, Mm. um, you know, obviously the men that we surf with as well, um, they're enjoying themselves. But I had this thought the other day, this might be a bit off topic, but um, I was writing about some ideas for a a project related to surf, a project related to surf, and I was thinking of ideas and, like, what the concept could be and... um, I was thinking, you know, it's such a male-dominated... It has been in the past, but I was thinking, oh, where else do, does the masculine get a chance to, like, express themselves, like, literally be in flow? Like, they can't, you can't not be, right? You're in mm. the water. You're, you're, you're in Mother Earth, basically. And for everyone, women and men, it's like this connection to feminine energy, which, you, yeah, you can't... You can't mistake or you can't like mm. it's just you're, you're in it anyway that's what I I, I agree I love that thought so much <laughs> it's so good but they always call it da- like you've heard I've heard so many men say like dancing on water yes exactly you know? mm. and, and it's they, yeah it's like mm. it's the only space that maybe they have permission yes, to like exactly. yeah that's what Even you were saying they wasn't don't it? look like they're having fun on the outside maybe <laughs> yeah. you know and I think they do more when there's women in the water to be honest they're like yeah. woo yeah. you can kind of let it let it rip a bit but um mm. yeah exactly they um yeah they're doing it um through um yeah through their bodies whether it's coming out whether it's like mm. conscious or not, we all are. Mm. I remember it, it takes me back to a moment I had a, um, on the surf break just yesterday, mm. and there was this a big wave, and someone, uh, one of the guys, is surfing it really beautifully, and there's that moment where they just kind of like drop down, mm. and they know that they're on a beautiful wave, and then yes. it's a magic 
And then, and then, you know, you make that eye contact with her, whoever happens to be on that wave. Yeah. Mm. And you just look at each other and go, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Share the stoke. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just yeah. like that lovely bit of connection on the water yeah. um, from people just going, yep, board, wave, mm. the energy, the environment, mm. the ocean. So good. Mm. Mm. So, Salty Arms, you did the event um, around the um, surf filming um, film screenings, a couple of different film screenings with Peninsula Surf Sisters. There's been some on-the-beach gatherings for Peninsula Surf Sisters. What's next? What's next? Well, I mean, we'll see, you know, what comes up organically through the community. That's definitely something that we don't, we can't answer that. Mm-hmm. But as far as what's next, um, that's, you know, in a practical space of this is actually organised to happen this year. <laughs> um so, Xanthi, you and I will be co-hosting this podcast and we're aiming to get – I'm just going to make us accountable for this – aiming to get four episodes out this year. So, we are also um, putting a call out for somebody to help us and be involved in the process um, that, you know, you don't necessarily have to have podcasting experience but just be willing to learn some basic um, editing and that kind of thing. So – Please, magical person, <laughs> come help us. <laughs> um, on July the 15th at the Revillaging Project, we have a Salty Yarns um, afternoon tea with Janine and Tina where we're having these um, sessions on forecasting and etiquette rolled into one afternoon with a chance to mingle and that kind of thing. Um, that's going to be a really great opportunity for anybody out there that's wanting to learn forecasting skills but very specific to our local area um janine is just incredible in the way that she understands our local area and reads the water and the weather and she's one of those magical people that can like look at the sky and what the clouds are doing and be like oh yeah there'll be a wave here at this time and i'm yeah. like how did you know that <laughs> and then, meanwhile we've all gone between three or four different yeah hours. all the apps <laughs> <laughs> and um and then Tina, like her, um, if anybody's ever been out on a break with Tina, you'll know that she, girl knows how to get waves, like, mm-hmm. but her ocean knowledge is incredible and, um, yeah, her presentation on etiquette and um, breaks and how to get more waves was so juicy and rich and, um, yeah, very much looking forward to that one. We're also planning to run the Trigger Brothers board meeting again this year for anybody who wants to learn more about boards and how to do ding repairs and also meet the incredible women who are shaping boards down here on the peninsula. Um, We have our beautiful Elise and Natalia that are running – they've just birthed a a new – concept with the salty socials meetups that we do so we often do meetups where it's just a social meetup for you know any anybody who wants to come along um and they're great casual fun evenings and there'll be more of those this year but elise and nat have just um realized felt into the need for the beginners community and created a a salty social specific for beginners and we had the first one a couple of weeks ago and it was incredible just these women coming along and, you know, coming along by themselves going, yep, I'm here, I'm here to learn, um, I'm here to connect and just having the opportunity to meet each other and, you know, on that journey create those connections but also have access to um, Elise and Nat have created an incredible beginner's guide which has got a lot of helpful information if you're starting your surf journey and that's available 
um, we'll oh this sounds so professional we'll link that in the show notes um, <laughs> but yeah that's available through our website and that's for anybody um, who would like a little bit more information it's a great collection of resources and lots of places that you can start to research yourself more um, we may do an I'm just turning my head to Layla mm-hmm. we may do another run of t-shirts at some point mm, in yes. the year yeah. yep and um, that's that's what we've got planned practically at the moment, but there are quite a lot of other things we're sort of thinking on and marinating on and working on. And like Xanthi said, we're all volunteering our time between jobs and families and households and mm. surfing. So, and it's winter, so it's swell time. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we um, the way that Peninsula Surf Sisters has always happened is that things have flowed quite organically. So we're always open to, you know, we're guided by the community and the community's needs. So um, I've said it before and I'll say it again, like reach out. If there's yes. anything that you want to put into the pool, the collective pool of your community, reach out via email, just peninsulasurfsisters at gmail.com and, like, let's have some conversations. Um, in the meantime, it's really awesome watching the community connect through the Facebook group, which has about 1,300 members in the private Facebook group, which is incredible and just loving watching everybody, like, just the courage of putting questions out there and then people in the community going, yeah, like, I always wanted to know that. I'll answer that question for that person. Like, we encourage that kind of interaction and support with each other because, I mean, I know personally sometimes I go days without checking my social media. So, <laughs> um, yeah, like, whenever you are able to get in there and offer something to each other, um, we love we love seeing that happen and, um, yeah, We've also got our Instagram running to document what's going on in Surf Sisters World and share more surf inspo. Um, and, yeah, we'll see what comes next. Over to you, Sam. I can see you want to say something. Hovering in. Hover in. Um, and just a little shout-out to Dave Lawson too for yes. doing mm. the stickers. I think they're such a beautiful part of the community too and they'll still be flowing out, right, mm-hmm. um, on everyone's cars and um, you turn up at the surf break and you know you've got another sister there uh, in the water and you can... Or you know, a brother that's in support. Brother. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, that's so true. Right. Yeah. We've got great surf brothers, don't we? Mm. We do. Oh, yeah, amazing. So very lucky to have an abundance of those available to our community. Mm. Yeah. Thank you, Dave. Yes. Yeah, thank you, Dave. Thank you. Right. Well, um, I think that kind of brings us to the end of this first Salty Yarns podcast. How exciting is that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything anyone would like to share before we wrap up? Layla, where do people find your beautiful artwork? Uh-huh. Um, my website, which is com, and my Instagram is also Layla Bulmer. That's B-U-L-M-E-R. Or R, as you guys say in here. What's that letter? And I believe we're going to put that in the show notes too. Anyone else that we want to specifically thank or say anything before we wrap up? I mean, I'd like to say thank you to you three again because it is wonderful to have Peninsula Surf mm-hmm. Sisters bringing us all together. Mm-hmm. So thank you. thank you. I'd like to say thank you to Natalia for doing the website. Mm. Yeah. Which is it's incredible. Very beautiful. Mm. And Megan for managing the Instagram at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
thank you to Zanthi yes. for a beautiful yeah. job of hosting this podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I'd just like to say thank you to the community because, yeah. I mean, the energy of Surf, Surf Sisters community is because you guys are all putting that into the community. So it's, yeah, just so beautiful to have such a welcoming, loving, supportive, open-hearted community, and that's all of you guys. So massive, massive thank you. Mm-hmm. We love you. <laughs> yeah, we do love you. <laughs> all right, I think that's the end of the first podcast. Yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Ding, 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 ding. If you were listening to this episode and you heard words that you did not understand, we are going to give you a... Surf speak. Surf speak. <laughs> surf genary. Surf tutorial. So, what is a SUP? Oh, it's a stand-up paddle board. S-U-P, SUP, stand-up paddle. Love that. What's a shredder? <laughs> Somebody who is... Surfing amazingly well, carving lots of lines around on the wave and having a great time. Mm. What is carving lots of lines? (laughs) (laughs) When you stand up on your board and the edge of each side of your board, whichever edge is digging into the wave, is drawing a line essentially. You're moving and your board is cutting a line into that that wave. So, Mm. yeah. You're drawing lines and Mm -hmm. you can do it in a shreddy way. Nice. Okay. (laughs) What is the WSL? World Surf League. Otherwise known as the Whistle. What? (laughs) (laughs) It's true. It is. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What does stoke mean? Joy, excitement, surf. Excitement. <laughs> yeah, I'd go joy, like excitement, joy, yeah. just sharing the energy in the moment of yeah. surfing that kind of like just froths out of you. Yeah, yeah. is that like a feeling from within? It's like when you're bursting with joy and excitement. Yeah, as you said. It's Often fr- you know, shared, hey? Mm. Yes, shared. Mm. Yeah, you, you can catch stoke. Mm. Mm. Even if you haven't surfed. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you can catch surf envy. Mm-hmm. It's yes. kind of like, um, it's like such an amazing feeling that a word had to be made up to describe how blissful and um, expansive that energy is, mm. I reckon. Um, and then, Xanthi, you just said one of my favourite words ever. What is froth? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel like it's that really light, contagious and infectious excitement when you're anticipating going for a surf and the stoke that will come from that surf. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh Or like afterwards when you're frothing, (laughs) it's like your stoke levels are so high that you're just still frothing. And then you call a friend on the way home from the surf to defroth together. (laughs) Correct. (laughs) That is exactly the words you used when you called me on that amazing wave you caught the other day. And I was so stoked for you and I was frothing with you. As I carved some lines in the wave, although it wasn't really On your sup? It was a bit more of a lovely um, shoulder sweep as I kind of, Mm. yeah. What's a shoulder? Oh, the shoulder of the wave. <laughs> you and anatomy. Yeah. We do speak a lot of language, don't we? I do. I do. I've got a board that really loves la-la looping out on the shoulder of the wave, which is it just really likes that lovely space 
um, out there on the wave. So the shoulders, like the um, the part of the wave where there's a lot of room on the mm. open face of the wave, would you say? Yeah, yep. not broken. Not broken. Clean, clean water. Yeah. yeah, lovely. Board shaping. What is board shaping? Making a board. Yeah. 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 <laughs> they literally have to get at it and shape it with their special tools. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 